Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed by what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. You guys are always asking me, Liz, what the heck do you do on your long runs? And Kate has recently converted me to Audible. With Audible, I'm able to combine my two favorite pastimes, running and learning. If that isn't the most Alyssa thing, I don't know what is. I know, right? So Audible has helped carry me many, many miles with audiobooks and podcasts. And the best thing about it is I'm able to download them directly to my phone and listen to them while I'm offline, running through the woods in the middle of nowhere with no self-service. And since I have a reading list approximately as high as I am tall, there's no other way I'd be able to consume so much with how busy I am. That's exactly why I love Audible. I've been a member for years now because I honestly cannot read enough books if I have to sit down to read them all. Audible has been a godsend because I can listen to audiobooks while I'm cooking, working out, or walking my pup Rocky, but my favorite way to use Audible is as I'm going to sleep, and you guys, I recently found out that Audible has bedtime stories narrated by none other than Nick Jonas and Tony Shalhoub, who you may know as the character Monk. Their voices are like so perfectly sultry and like they really guide you off to sleep. It's incredible. So every month, members get one credit to pick any title, no matter the cost, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest and guided meditation programs, dare I say, by no other than the Pete Diddy himself. If that doesn't scream littlest meditation, I don't know what does. The Audible app is available on all smartphones and tablets, and you can download titles to listen offline anywhere and anytime. You can start listening today with a 30-day trial. You get one title plus two Audible originals for free when you visit audibletrial.com slash messymiddle. That's audibletrial.com slash M-E-S-S-Y-M-I-D-D-L-E. This is Alyssa Olenek of Littlest Fitness. And I'm Kate, otherwise known as Coach Carmichael. We are PhD students, endurance athletes who lift, outdoors enthusiasts, and entrepreneurs. We believe the narrative of the fitness and wellness industry is often far too extreme. So forget about the black and white messages that you've heard. On this podcast, we believe that life is best lived in the messy middle. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to this week's Little List Rant. And so... I really wanted to drop this knowledge bomb on the pod sooner than later because this is one of the most 
widely asked questions that I have ever gotten in my entire life and I get all the time. And so if you yourself are a runner, then when, if I tell you that people ask me almost constantly, hey, Liz, what's the perfect running shoe? What running shoe should I get? What running shoe is good for me? What running shoe do you run in? What running shoe do you suggest? What running shoe, what running shoe, what running shoe? If you guys follow me on social media that you know that I have just tried to dismiss this question as much as possible because I'm asked it all the time. And I understand why. I understand people want to make sure that they're wearing the right shoe, the perfect shoe, the perfect stabilizer, midline laying, midfoot landing, magic box of foam. And I'm here to tell you that it is a lot more simple than you probably think it is. And so I want to start off this by disclaiming that my perfect shoe is not your running shoe. I guarantee you have a different foot size, a different foot shape, a different foot landing pattern, and just a different body, right? And so with that being said, a lot of people I think really overthink the type of running shoe they need, they need to have, probably because a lot of shoe marketing makes you believe that you need these specific special shoes for your foot. And as humans, we we really lean into things that we think or make us feel like we're unique and special and we need something so uniquely different than everyone else. But at the end of the day, we are all mostly humans with little bits of variety between us, but not so much that something doesn't exist for you. And so Once again, my perfect shoe is not going to be your perfect running shoe, but I'm going to blow your minds with this one. The shoe that is the most comfortable for you, fits well, doesn't cause you to blister, doesn't cause you to have pain, lose toenails, any of those things probably is going to work for you. Probably is going to work just fine. Because honestly, if you ask hundreds of different runners what shoe they recommend, you're going to get a hundred different answers. And if you try those hundred different shoes, I bet you'd find that most probably get the job done. They probably work. There's probably nothing special about them, but you'll probably find a few in there that you really, really love. And that's probably just the shoe that works for you. So there's obviously lower end and higher end quality shoes. And for people listening to this, this is not me saying that you need to dish out a ton of money on shoes, but a little bit higher quality shoes are going to make a bit of a difference than maybe really bottom minimal made shoes. So I know it's a huge barrier to running in fitness. I'm not saying it's not, but just getting a decent solid pair of running shoes, go to your local, even like Dick Sporting Goods, get the coupon, get the $20 off of 100 and get a solid pair of maybe Brooks or whatever it is, Saucony's or whatever brand of shoe that, that you find there that you like that just works for you. And so my best advice that I always recommend to people, and you'll hear me talk about my local running store and my crazy old dude at my local running store, is that go to your local small town running shoe. Now, I'm going to encourage you, if you financially can, to give them this business. So if you find a shoe that you love at a local Dick Sporting Goods and or you go to these smaller shoes, maybe consider giving a buck to the smaller man here in your town. But you can find shoes just about anywhere if you need to. And so I recommend going to your small town local running store and find the random old dude that's always just like this random old dude. He's going to be between 40 and 60. And he is going to have been in endurance sports for years. He's probably ran like 50 marathons, hula hooped around the world, done a handful of triathlons, swim the English channel, crazy things like that. There's just going to be some random crazy old dude that just has been running for years and you just look at him and you know. Or just honestly, any seasoned running employee, anyone who has any familiarity with running and running shoes, but there's always going to be like this one dude that's always there and it's just a personality, but go there and tell them all the useless information that you believe makes you unique in your running goals and your issues and that this rubs here or this hurts here or this is my goals or this is what I want to do and they're just going to nod and smile. 
And then they're going to give you like six pairs of standard running shoes, maybe considering the width of your foot or maybe an issue that you're saying you're having. But they're going to give you a catch-all. And they're going to give you like two to six pairs of running shoes to try on in different sizes, different styles. And you're going to pretend like they listen to all this gibberish that you probably just told them. But they're going to just pick up on that one key thing and you're going to try on all the shoes. You're going to try on a half a size up most likely. That's not uncommon. Maybe you have to size down if a shoe is a little bit bigger than cut than other ones. And you're going to run around the store. You're going to trot around. Maybe you're going to treadmill or track there. And then essentially what you're going to do is you're going to end up picking the shoe that you think is the cutest. Now you think this is funny, but you know it's true because you know all of us care about if our running shoes are cute. We want them to feel good, but the the shoe that can feel the best in the world, if it's not stylish, most of us are probably not going to buy it. We're probably going to buy the shoe that's our favorite color or that we think is kind of cute. And so most likely you're going to get a Hoka or a Brooks, maybe a New Balance, maybe maybe a newer Saucony because they're getting a little more stylish there. And you're going to either run in it for three to six months and love it, or you're going to hate it and you're going to repeat the cycle. And if you love it, you're going to go buy a bunch of those shoes because they're probably going to come out with a new version and get rid of the one that you love. And then you repeat the cycle over and over again. And so usually once you find a shoe or style of brand that you like, you just kind of stick with it. And you'll find that runners, they're diehards to certain pairs of shoes, and they're going to tell you this and they love them. But at the end of the day, you could probably find another shoe in a different brand that works for you just as well. And so with this being said, I know people are still asking, okay, Alyssa, okay, Alyssa, what do you recommend? And I know you want to know what I recommend and what I wear because that's what I do. I'm an influencer. So I'm going to tell you, but I want you to keep in mind that I'm going to also give you a list of shoes, styles, and brands to look into because what works for me, again, is not going to work for you. I have a pretty wide foot, a flatter foot. I have a big foot. I'm 5'1", but I wear like a nine in shoes. I have quote unquote fallen arches. Um, I have a different foot strike pattern on trail than I do road. So what works for me, again, is not going to work for you. And so on trail, I run an ultra lone peaks. I love ultras. They're a zero drop shoe. They have, that means there's no drop in the heel to the front of the foot. So they're basically a flat elevated running shoe. I also have superiors. I actually currently have men's superiors because they're a little wider than women's because I just have a wider foot. So even yes, the wide toe box shoes, I have to get a wider men's shoe because of my foot is just a little bit bigger. And so I like the Lone Peaks the best. I like Ultras. I think they're good shoes. They're sturdy shoes. They hold up on trails. I think the Lone Peaks are a little more rugged for some of the rockier train that I'm on. Um, but I also really like my superiors. I ran my 50 mile on them. They're just great shoes. People really love Ultra. If you can't do the zero drop, there's tons of other brands. There's Solomon. Um, there's Hoka. And honestly, I don't even know what else, it's who else makes trail shoes. There's Nike, but Ultra is pretty big. Solomon's pretty big. Just go out there and look and see what's available. Try stuff on, see what you need. And so interesting enough though, because we're all unique and different. I cannot run on zero drop on road anymore. I used to be able to, now I cannot. Um, it just causes some pain for me. And so I just find a different shoe, right? I had something that was uncomfortable. I found a different shoe. It worked. I ran in it. I didn't love it, but it didn't hurt me when I did it. So then I ended up just getting a new pair of shoes. But technically that worked for me. That wasn't an issue. I just didn't love the shoe. And so I went back last fall and I found a new pair of Sockneys. And so before that I was running in a pair of New Balances. And before that I was running in a pair of Ultras. And before that Brooks and before that Ultra. And before that 
for years since I was in high school, I switched between Brooks and Saucony. So you can see how I've gone through a bunch of brands and types and styles of shoes. And they all have worked to some extent for me. And right now I just run in a pair of Sauconies that I love. And I currently just bought four pairs um, <laughs> to last me for the next few years before they went out of stock because I like them that much. And that's a crazy runner thing to do. And so other brands that runners usually don't hate or aren't completely trash that you might want to look into or consider is going to be Ultra. Like I mentioned, they have Road and Trail, Brooks, New Balance, Saucony, On, I hear a lot of good things about. They're newer. I have not tried them. Some Nike models and Adidas models, depending on if they're trendy versus actual functional like footwear. And by functional, I mean just like designed for specifically like running and trail versus just being cute. Asics, Hoka, Mizunos. You're going to find these at your local running stores, local Dick's Sporting Goods. Whatever it is, you're going to find these shoes probably just about everywhere. And there's probably a different cut and style across all these brands that is made to fit almost every type of foot and shoe. And if basically, if you're a basic white girl college runner, and I live in a college town and I see this, you're honestly probably just going to get a Brooks or a Hoka because they're cute. And that's what you're, you're going to run in. And it's it, it's as silly as that. So you're going to go in and you're going to come out with a pair of pink Hokas. And that's just, that's just the fate that you signed up for. And so just, you know, if you're going to buy a shoe that's cute, at the end of the day, just make it decent. Make sure it doesn't hurt your foot. Make sure you feel comfortable when you're running it. Ask even about the refund or trial period policy just in case you go for a run and you realize something is not fitting the right way. Make sure you're using good moisture-wicking socks that don't have a lot of seams that rub as you're using them. And you're probably fine. You don't need to worry about a stability shoe or special type of cushioning or zero versus heavy drop shoes. But figure out what of those many variables that are offered for you simply work for your foot how you run, your stride, your personal form, your personal landing, and see just what works for you, feels comfortable, and doesn't cause you pain. That's all you need at the end of the day. I know it seems really easy to overthink that, and you want me to come on here and say, you need to get X, Y, and Z brand and X, Y, and Z style, but unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And so that's my little list rant for today. I know you guys want to know the perfect shoe, but luckily, it lines with my brand pillar of autonomy that almost every single running shoe is going to work for you as long as you personally think it's comfortable and most importantly you think it's cute so this is little list rant i hope you guys enjoy this i hope this helped you i hope you now know to find a shoe that's appropriate for you in a way that sounds realistic and we can all stop asking the runners in our life what the perfect shoe to wear is because we already know that we are unique and magical and awesome and there's probably some really regular shoe that's going to work for us and we're going to love it anyway and that's what we're going to stick with so if you guys like today's show make sure you review us on itunes or if you share the episode make sure to tag us at the missing little pod or me at little list fitness and we want to thank you for tuning in today. I'll catch you guys on the next Little List Rant.